This is Spin Control, a Fibercraft podcast by a joyful girl. Welcome to Spin Control, Episode 30, The List. This, of course, is your host, Shiloh. Welcome back to all of my returning listeners, and a very special welcome to those of you who are just trying us out for the first time. I really appreciate it. On this week's episode, I've got some spinning, some knitting, some chore sewing, a holiday flashback, and a little turkey day rant. I want to start things off, though, with some special thanks. Thank you so much to Vivian and KDLB, who took the time to give me reviews over there on iTunes. I really appreciate that. Definitely makes me feel special to get some kind words. And I also want to thank those of you who stopped over by the iTunes page to even give your little star ratings. I even took the time in the past week to give some reviews to three of my favorite podcasters. And I've got a little list of everybody that I'm going to stop by between now and the end of the holiday season to give them their very special Christmas gift, their reviews. I want to make sure I'm a good listener and make it easier for all of those out there to find my favorite podcasts. In addition to special thanks, I have one update for the podcast this week, and that is that I'm going to extend the November donation incentive to actually be a November and December donation incentive. Because with the holiday seasons and everything going on, I really wanted to make sure I had plenty of time to properly talk about the prize and to make sure I had all that good stuff in my hand and give everybody with all the hustle and the bustle of the holidays the opportunity to donate if they wanted to get in. Right now, I don't even have photos of the incentive prize posted on the webpage, so that's certainly unfair to our sponsors over there at Spindies. So this will be, like I said, November and December donation incentive. So I'll be sure to get that stuff updated and make sure that I let you guys know when that information and photos are available on the Spin Control Podcast website. That's really all I've got in special thanks and updates, so I guess it's time to get this podcast started. This week in Spin a Tale, I'm going to talk about Christmas lists and the little holiday flashback that I got when I was reading my daughters. So, normally, I'm not a big proponent of the gift list. However, this year, we are traveling to my parents' house, which is in Pennsylvania, to celebrate the holiday season with them and all the grandparents that are still here in St. Louis really were pushing us to get our daughters to put together shopping lists or wish lists for Santa so that the grandparents would know how to pinpoint what they wanted. Normally, I just go with my gut because I know my, pr- my children pretty well and I know what, you know, the kind of stuff that they would like under the tree and we're not super duper focused on the gift portion of the holidays. But I went for it and both of my girls got their Christmas lists put together. And when I was reading through these lists, it gave me huge flashbacks to when I was a kid and the kind of stuff that I got under the tree from Santa during the holidays. And these lists also gave me a huge bit of insight in the generational differences between myself 
and my children and just how our culture has changed over the past, you know, 20 or so years and the huge differences between what my children find as everyday normal in their cultural perspective as opposed to what was normal when I was their age. For example, the nine-year-old put on her Christmas list that she wants songs and more songs. She actually listed it three times. She wants songs and it's listed on her Christmas list from Santa three times. And I know that she just says songs because of the whole iTunes digital audio shift that is normal in her culture versus what it was like in my culture. When I was eight, all I wanted was a Tears for Fears tape, mind you, songs from the big chair, and my very own radio. And that's what I got. It was the first tape I ever received. And hopefully all of my listeners actually are familiar with what tapes are. If you're not, I would definitely like to hear about that. But my nine-year-old has absolutely no idea what a cassette tape is. She's never seen one. She's probably never heard of one. And heaven forbid, I know none of my children have ever heard of an eight track. And if they did, the reference was so lost on them that it's not even funny. And that's just one difference between the culture of our children and what our culture was like when we were growing up. I'm in my mid-30s. I don't try to hide that. Don't really care who knows it. But anyway, like the difference between asking for a tape, not even asking for a CD, just asking for songs, makes me think of some of the other references that I wonder if my children actually get. Like, do they know why we ask them to roll up the windows in the car? I think the same can be said about the way we watch television today. Like, we have DVRs and we record stuff, but me and my husband still refer to recording our favorite television shows, like when we can't be there to see them, as taping it. Have they ever seen a VHS tape? I think my oldest daughter had VHS tapes when she was little, like of, you know, Barney and some of those crazy other crap that they got as gifts. But I don't think the nine-year-old really has had any reference to a VCR because everything's been on compact disc and on the DVR and now we've got Netflix in the house and things like that. She has no idea what we mean when we say, let's tape it. We can watch it later. No clue what that reference comes from. And I just find it totally hilarious. Now, children are children. I think they're age appropriate when it comes to that kind of stuff. I know that culture has definitely changed, but the youngest asked for baby dolls clothes for baby dolls, and a stroller for her baby dolls. It warms my heart to know that even though she wants songs for an MP3 player, she still is the typical nine-year-old and wants to play with toys. She also requested that Santa bring her some stuffed animals. So I feel good. Then again, number 14 on her list is money. Crazy. And I have to tell you this, the funniest thing that my nine-year-old asked for is Steve. Who is Steve, you ask? Steve is a stuffed animal, a blue vinyl elephant. Yes, I said vinyl. Craziest thing we've ever seen. We were in the awesomest toy store a few weeks ago and she was spending some of her allowance and she saw this blue vinyl elephant up on the shelf and just had to have it. She put it on her Christmas list really high toward the top just after an iPod and the baby dolls just cracks me up that she loved that thing so much. It was hilarious. All's not lost on my preteen as well. She asked for, you know, clothes, shoes, like there's three pairs of shoes on her Christmas list. I can't believe that. It's crazy. But she also asked for a few specific stuffed animals, 
ugh, an Eclipse doll. Yay. And a lot of creative stuff, sketchbooks and art materials, which makes me super happy. So even though we don't like keep our children from hanging out with technology, they aren't so absorbed by it that they don't want creative items and crafty things as well. And that, oh, I almost forgot. I was almost going to close out this list without telling you the funniest thing that the preteen did. So I went to knit night the other night and when I got home, there was this sketch on my computer waiting for me. And what she drew was yarn. And it looks like, you know, ramen yarn that had been frogged, a ball of yarn, and then the yarn is spelling out the words, make me a sweater. And that was an addition to her Christmas list. Will I be able to make her a sweater by Christmas? No, that's not going to happen. However, she will be getting one in the near future, especially after the time she invested in putting that little drawing together. And I will be sure to post that up on my blog and link to it because it's hilarious and I absolutely love it. And that is all I've got in Spin a Tale. And now it's time for Spinning My Wheels. And this week in Spinning My Wheels, I've gotten quite a bit done, but have gotten quite a bit not done. Okay, that didn't make any sense at all. Just so you know, I'm recording this episode in bits and bobs in between getting ready to go to lunch with a friend and to spin group. So I really, really hope that the audio quality holds up for the entire episode. My daughter is in the master bedroom right on the other side of the wall for me, and I can totally hear her talking. So if you hear her, that's all it is. That's just Bird playing on the computer, talking to her sister. So, all right, now back to the task at hand in spinning. I finished my third sample of the Rambouillet fleece, and I'm much, much happier with that. I think it's going to yield the look and the texture of yarn that I want, but I don't know that it's going to get the weight that I want. It's really finely spun and it's a three ply and I'm not sure if I really want it to be that thin I'm definitely gonna have to knit a sample as soon as this little skein is dry and see how I feel about it it's really nice it's definitely the best of the three attempts that I have made and I really haven't done a whole ton else in spinning except for work on that little sample but today of course like once a month I think I told you this last month but once a month I'm getting together with a spinning group in St. Louis at one of the local yarn shops that's notorious and we meet today and I decided that I didn't really want to work on the Rambouillet again at at spinning group and that's what I did last time so I decided to pull some superwash merino that I had in my stash out and make another attempt at spinning my own sock yarn I haven't been super successful at that yet but I think that working with the Rambouillet and trying different drafting techniques that I'm learning enough that I may just be able to pull it off this time. So that's cool. And it's in some beautiful like autumn leaf colors almost. There's oranges, reds, burgundies, and it's really dark and fall-like. So that's making me very happy and I can't wait to get my hands into that. I just pulled three ounces out of an eight ounce bag that I had got from Sheepshed Studio. And that's been lingering in the stash for quite some time. So I guess it's time that I pay that a little bit of attention. Also, in Spin Group, I'm super excited because everybody's bringing a little bit of odds and ends from their fiber stash, and someone's bringing their hand carter, not hand carter, their carter to Spin Group 
So we're going to make our own crazy bats. So I should have some interesting fiber in my hands when I return. And I'm pretty excited about that. I don't think I've ever seen a drum carter in person before. So that's going to be nice. But unfortunately, it'll probably make me want one. So we'll have to see how that goes for sure. In addition, in spinning my wheels, I've gotten some sewing done. Now this time, it wasn't really any artsy-fartsy creative sewing. It's what I'd refer to as chore sewing. I repaired my husband's favorite pair of jeans, and he's super excited. He's worn them like twice this weekend already. And I sewed a button on a shirt for him. I fixed a pair of boxer shorts for him. And I've done little things like that. Oop! I sewed patches onto a Girl Scout vest. And that's all I've gotten done in sewing. And even though I call it chore sewing, I really don't think of it as a chore. I get to sit down behind my sewing machine and do some repetitive actions that really help me familiarize myself with the machine. For example, I probably changed the thread on the sewing machine a million times and I had to switch between like a heavyweight denim needle to a regular needle and an embroidery needle like four times, five times through those varying projects and that was cool. I also got to figure out my automatic button sewing function on the machine, which is awesome. Totally love that. So even though I didn't yield like any fancy bags or cute items for myself in my sewing adventures this week, I did really get the chance to learn a lot about my own machine. Like the tension was off after a big embroidery project that I took on last weekend. And I had to play with that a bit to get it to sew again on standard fabric with standard needle. So that's been really fun and I'm enjoying it even though it's not all the fancy schmancy stuff that I usually do. It's not a chore even though that's what I call it. It's been a lot of fun. I have enjoyed learning more about the machine. That is for sure. All right on to knitting. In knitting I finished all the knitting on my future sister-in-law's garter. I got over the hate even though she's been quite a bridezilla. I was obligated to her to finish that. I told her I would. Her wedding is December 3rd. I blocked it out yesterday and now it is ready to finish. The only thing that's left is to add the elastic, seam the ends, and add the ribbon accents. So that should really be done in the next couple days and I won't have to dedicate too much time to it. I'll just work on it a bit here and a bit there. So that makes me happy. I'll give that to her on Thanksgiving when we're all together and hopefully she's not a crabby wench and doesn't piss me off. <laughs> she better love it. I don't knit for everybody, you know? That's how I kind of feel about that. Anyway, on to other things. Sorry about that. It happens. I've only got about one inch left on the second Wham Bam, and that's really, really pretty. I like the combination of the two yarns that I used a lot, so I'm excited that I have enough of that yarn left between the two skeins to probably get a hat out of that. So that's like a little coordinating set by the time I finish that. No idea what kind of hat I'm going to make, but it'll probably be another one of my simple bulky ones that I've been working on. But I think I'm going to try like a top-down, no-measure kind of hat. Uh, one of the Knit Girls sent me a pattern when I was messing around with that one hat quite a bit. So that should be a new pattern and a little bit interesting and pretty fun. I also finished the gilt mittens. But I think I'm going to call them the Gilt Mittens Round 1 because, of course, the older sister would like a pair now. So tonight I will let her pick her yarn and cast on those mittens for her and get those knocked out. It really didn't take me very long. I probably could have got them out 
got them done in about a week, knitting on them here and there, if it hadn't been for the fact that I had to knit three of them. So I'm definitely going to be more careful on older sister's mittens to make sure that I only have to knit two of them. <laughs> That'll definitely make my life a lot easier. And that's really all that I've been doing in knitting. I think the most significant part of my knitting is thinking about all of the things that I want to knit between now and Christmas. I don't really have any ideas for specific people, but I've seen some really cute projects at Knit Night and stuff and on Ravelry that have made me want to knit them. One of my knit girls, Karen, knit, well, I think she knit three, but she ended up bringing us two finished um, fornicating deer, dirty deer hats, whatever you want to call them. I'm sure you have seen the color chart online and seen these hats around. I really think I would like to knock a couple of those out for my husband and his two brothers. They really would get a kick out of that, I think. And that would be a lot of fun for me to knit. It was so cute. Karen's were awesome. I absolutely love them. Now I just have to dig through the stash to see if I have yarn in my stash because I'm really, 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 really trying to just knit from my stash for the holidays. That would make me super happy if I have what it takes to get three of those hats done already at hand. Me and the girls, the weird girls, if you want to call us that, that's my sister-in-law and future sister-in-law, had a little chat around Halloween time, and I let them know that I didn't really want to spend any money on adult gifts. And I don't want to go back on that and end up buying yarn just to make their significant others these great hats. But, the, well, the great part about Christmas Conquest 2010, as I think I've talked to you about in the past, is, like, right now I have five items. And those five items could go to anybody, any of the people that I know, you know, in priority order. And they don't know that they're coming. So that's the best part. If I don't get it done, they won't be the wiser. The only problem is, is if I start the hats for my husband and his brothers, I have to do three of them. Because I can't give like one brother a hat and the other gets nothing because then I'd be like the bad sister-in-law and then I can't let that happen. That would definitely not be cool. And I've just really been thinking a lot about the great yarns that I've got. Well, they're not great yarns. The yarns that I've got in that bag and getting ideas for what I want to do with it. That's been a lot of fun. I mean, Lord knows it shouldn't take me very long at all to whip out some more hats. And I think that may be where I'm going to focus my efforts just to make sure I actually get stuff done. So that's where I'm going with that. The only exception, I think, to Christmas Conquest 2010 is my neighbor, Jamie. So last year, she got a pair of socks from me. I know, right? I do not knit socks for other people. And I don't want you to think that I bent the rules for her because I didn't. Here's the deal with that. Last year was my first year in the Rocking Sock Club. And I finished this pair of socks. And I didn't like them at all. And she happened to be sitting next to me at her house when we went over there for dinner when I finished weaving in the ends. I tried the sock on and the leg of the sock was too short for my comfort, but that was just the way that the pattern was. So I looked at her and said, hey, Jamie, you want a pair of socks? And she was completely overjoyed with the fact that I gave her that pair of socks. I didn't knit them for her. I knit them for myself, decided I didn't like them and gave them to her. Now, the first pair of socks that I knit in the Rockin' Sock Club was called Queen of Beads. And I'll link to that pattern. Now, it was the first 
pair I'd made from the club and the first pair I'd made out of socks that rock. And they actually ended up being too small for me. Even though I measured my foot, did a gauge swatch in the whole nine yards, the distance from the top of the foot to the heel is too small for my foot and they were way too tight and I can hardly even get them on. But her foot size is like a size and a half smaller than mine. So for Christmas this year, she's going to get another pair of my abandoned socks. I don't think that's cheating. I don't think I'm going back on my policy. They've been sitting in my drawer for almost two years and I have never worn them. So I think it's about time they found a new home. And I think it's going to become a tradition that Jamie gets a pair of abandoned socks from me every year for Christmas. They're great neighbors. We love them. They're just, they're like family. They're fantastic. And that's really the only person who's ever going to get a pair of socks from me outside of, you know, my four favorites, myself, the kids, and Matt. And that is really all I've got in spinning my wheels for this week. All right, this week I do not have an item to put my spin on, but what I do have is an interesting little topic for All Spun Up. This week, I'm all spun up about the abandonment of American Thanksgiving. This is my little turkey day rant. I don't want to hear Christmas music the week after Halloween at all. I don't want to see Garland. I don't want to see pictures of Santa or reindeer, or Christmas trees, or candy canes. What I want to see is turkeys, and pilgrim hats, and cornucopias, and horns of plenty. Thanksgiving is a perfectly legitimate holiday, and I am tired of the commercialization of the holiday season overlooking Thanksgiving. I love Turkey Day. It's all about family, and giving thanks, and appreciating what we have, and the world, the commercial world, just seems to skate right over that. I love turkey. I love jellied cranberry sauce that comes out of the can. You know, you can get it out of the can in that can shape, slice it up, and eat it. That's awesome. I love stuffing made in the bird. And I like sitting around, taking little naps on the couch, while the guys watch football, and we all just chill. That's a great way to spend time this season. And I am so tired of hearing Christmas songs. It's too soon. It is too soon. The Friday after Thanksgiving is a perfectly good time to start with all the holiday cheer. Now, I'm not a Grinch. I'm not humbug. I love Christmas season and New Year's too. But don't overlook Thanksgiving. I'm tired of it. I don't want to hear any more Christmas songs until the Friday after Thanksgiving. My goodness, what's wrong with those people? They're killing me. My little brother drives me mad. I'd say for the past six months now, he'll periodically get on Facebook and update his status. And the only thing he puts on there is the countdown, the number of days left until Christmas. Give me a break. Do you know how many other holidays there have been since July when he started doing this? He's killing me. Ugh. I'm tired of it. I don't want to hear any more Christmas music until after the wonderful holiday of Thanksgiving is over, and that is what has got me all spun up. Alrighty, it looks like it is time to close out another episode of Spin Control. 
Thank you all again for joining me this week, and I look forward to many weeks to come. Can you believe it? I have made it to 30 episodes. That's three zero. I really never thought I would make it this far. It's been awesome. I've really enjoyed sharing my craftiness and a little bit of my life with you guys, and you've been great. And I'm going to start planning the episodes ahead to keep you guys listening and coming back and sharing all this stuff with me. Special thanks again to Spindies for contributing a Fiber Artist paint box for the November-December Donation Incentive Prize. Don't forget, everyone who donates during the months of November-December will receive one entry for every dollar contributed to the podcast into the Incentive Prize drawing at the end of December. I will probably draw that prize the episode before Christmas so that I can get that prize into the mail in time for the holidays. I figured that'd be a nice little gift. Thanks again. I totally forgot to pick a song before I recorded this episode. As I said, I've been recording in bits and bobs. But as always, you can check the show notes at spincontrolpodcast.com. You can email me at ajoyfulgirlknits at gmail.com. Catch me on Ravelry as a joyful girl or follow me on Twitter as a joyful girl name. Thanks again, guys. I will talk to you soon. 